Welcome to the Christine Spray Show, bringing you insights and stories from successful CEOs to help grow your business and increase your revenue. The Christine Spray Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Christine Spray. Joining me today on the Christine Spray Show is Terrence Murphy, a household name many of you, especially in Texas, know who Terrence Murphy is. He had an incredible career at College Station at Texas A&M University on the football team uh, to the NFL, um, was well-known, lots of records, lots of accolades um, as a sports figure, uh, had an incredible um, neck injury that uh, caused paralysis, um, went through deep depression, um, came out of that, gives all of his credit to God, um, says God doesn't give us anything we can't handle. He, he quotes things like, be the best you, it's okay to be you, be the vers- best version of yourself, that nothing's an automatic success, that you create your own opportunities, and that you can do anything you put your mind to. He prays about his decisions and his, his um, investments and his opportunities, and he really walks the talk. He's a great guy, great father, a great husband, and a great business leader. Entrepreneurism, uh, he takes it to a whole nother level. I'll also mention that uh, Terrence has also started his, his podcast recently, and it's titled Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. So I know you're going to enjoy this show. Um, take good notes and then sign up for Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. You'll love it. Have a great day. Welcome to the Christine Spray Show. Joining me today is CEO and founder Terrence Murphy of Terrence Murphy Companies. Thank you for being on the show today, Terrence. Thank you so much, Christine. I really appreciate our friendship that we've had over the last couple of years and looking forward to being on the show. Yeah, well, I am so excited about sharing your background and your successes with our listeners. I know they're going to learn a lot from you, and you're uh, certainly a walking testimony. So thank you for being with us. I want to kick off the questions by asking you a couple of things regarding your background. Tell us about where you grew up and about your education. So born and raised in East Texas, Tyler, Texas, uh, grew up single mom. Uh, she was really hardworking, very studious, was um, in finance and just that's where I get my work ethic, my creativity and my um, just natural, you know, ability around numbers. And then ended up, um, you know, my first couple of college offers were all academic, but I got a football scholarship to Texas A&M University. Um, played there, played football there, had a really good career, graduated in three and a half, right in four years, and um, was also a three-time academic all-conference while being um, a first-team, you know, all Big 12 student athlete. So, very proud of that. Awesome. And so, I know people probably are starting to recognize your name now, Terrence Murphy. Tell us about some of your uh, some of your successes on the field, because I know we're going to get into more about how those successes turned into business success for you off the field. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, on the field, um, was all-time leading receiver in the history of Texas A&M football when I graduated. I think I had over 30 records. Um, was one of the first receivers in the history of our university to go over 3,600 yards and total offense and so was two-time first team all-conference had some all-american honorable mentions and i would say two-time team captain 
Texas A&M All-Decade team and just had a lot of, you know, success here. I came here as a two-star quarterback recruit, slept on a guy's couch. I graduated on, like, Friday or Saturday, and I was packed by that Sunday or Monday and came to College Station with $200 in my name and just put in the work and built it one brick at a time. And then ended up going in the draft, the NFL draft, in the first two rounds. Aaron Rodgers was our first pick, and I was the second pick. So you don't even need to watch football. You know who Aaron Rodgers is at this point. And so we were good friends, good roommates, and got drafted to play football with the Green Bay Packers. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So um, so those of the, those people that are maybe younger entrepreneurs that are on this phone uh, listening in, tell, tell us about how your, how your career went from football to business now. Yeah, so I ended up playing and was doing really well my rookie year. I had a neck injury, um, really bad neck injury, actually. I was temporarily paralyzed, and that was a tough season in my life. But God had a plan for me. I had neck surgery, went through mental depression, physical, obviously, you know, stress. and But I had to rebuild myself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Married my wife, which we were friends in college. She went to UT, Erica. And then we moved back to College Station and started becoming – entrepreneurs around real estate. Wow. And so tell me more about, tell us more about your um, business and how you started it um, from the very beginning. Yeah. So we started off as just investors. I knew I wanted to invest um, the resources that I had. I knew, you know, I didn't stay around and play for 10 years, but I knew I had to start on life and I needed to, I needed to grow that. And that's what really started my passion and that was my biggest prayer to God. I've said it many times, like, God, just give me something I can be passionate about. When you go through depression, depression is a really, um, when you don't have something to get you out of bed, it's tough to live. And so he showed me real estate and I went to um, my fiance at the time and I said, look, we need to do real estate investing. I read like 40 books, 38 books to be exact, in about 16 months. And when we moved back to College Station, we started buying properties, redeveloping, rezoning, replatting, and building these investment properties. And people thought we were crazy because we were buying like these teardown properties right by Kyle Field. And everybody's like, what are you doing? That's not going to work. And we were very innovative at the time. And we would rezone these things and like we take down whole blocks of urban of urban property and then we'd rezone it, redevelop it and go vertical with it. And that's kind of where we cut our teeth. And then I got my license in 2010 after doing that for three years, became a realtor, was at another franchise for about a year and a half. I frustrated because I knew I had more in my tank. I left and started TM5 from scratch and we scaled our independent brokerage from zero in sales as, as an idea on a napkin to a billion in sales in less than, less than nine years. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So you and your wife, obviously, she's worked in the business, too. So how did you guys scale the business Um, as you were buying properties and things like that? And and I know we're going to get to how many businesses you have now, but how did you scale the business and how did you diversify? Yeah, so for us, as we were investing in the single family duplex kind of space, we knew that was building wealth, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot of crazy cash flow because we were doing teardowns. We were carrying dirt. You know, when you're rezoning, replatting and working with any municipality or city, it's not going to happen fast. So we were playing, we were playing the long game. And then I said, you know, so many people would come to me and ask me, Hey, can you help me do what you're doing? I was like, I don't have a real estate license. So it was a natural progression. 
and once I got my license, it, you know, if I'm going to do anything, I want to be the best version of myself. And so I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to be the number one agent in Central Texas. And, and it became that, you know. And so, um, and now I'm one of the number one, top 1% of agents in the whole United States. So that was just the passion where it happened. And then as people started seeing what we were doing individually, I started bringing on agents, trying to help grow their businesses, started coaching agents. And that's what kind of spurred the growth of our bridge. Interesting. And so how many agents do you have now? So we obviously grew the independent to a billion in sales. We, I will say we got to a place where we're kind of diminishing returns isn't the word. We kind of got to a place where we pushed and pushed and pushed and tried different systems and, um, you know, brought in consultants to really get this thing to where we were trying to get it to go. But what we were learning is the, the model of running a real estate broker was pivoting and writing our, like at the same time as we were scaling. And that's mm-hmm. when we just merged uh, TM5 with EXP. And so it's given us an opportunity to now expand in all 50 states and in 15 countries right now. 15 countries? Which countries are you in? So we're in, right now we're in five states and we've just been with EXP for about four months. And we're working on putting a team in Colombia and South Africa and Canada right now. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And tell, tell us, share some of what the other companies are and why you chose to go into the other businesses that you're in. Going back to the question earlier, like you said, yeah. we, we, um, yeah. as we started going through the transaction, we started seeing the success that we were having. But not only that, like how much – how many other vendors and companies were involved in each transaction. And we really wanted our clients to have a five-star service and a five-star experience. And so we realized the only way to do that is to start creating the other ancillary companies or partnering and being a part of the process. And that's when we started to, you know, bought into an insurance company, Jones, Jones and Associates Insurance. We have the property management company. I said Hero Property Management, which is the number one property management company in town now. Um, we have the development company. We have now we have the construction, Murphy Signature Homes as a luxury home builder. And we just started creating these companies, but we have 20 companies now that we are all around the real estate space that are servicing our clients. And they're all in, in your area of College Station or elsewhere? Most of them are here in Central Texas. Um, kind of spread out around here. Uh, we, one of a couple of the headquarters, one is in Dallas, and one I think is outside, right outside of Houston. But mainly, all of them are here in in uh, Bryan College Station. Okay, I know you're a humble person because I've had the chance to get to know you very much, and it's been uh, an honor. I'm going to compare you to Warren Buffett for a second, um, just because you know he, he buys companies and uh, has been very successful and has great quotes as well, like you do. Different quotes, but great quotes. What would you say your success has been? How do you buy these companies? How do you continue to diversify and have these companies be successful? Because obviously you have to have a lot of people that are that you're trusting and in, in, in embarking on these. You know, honestly, I attribute a, a, a portion of that to just God and my faith in him. He gives me these ideas. I genuinely can say the reason people can't replicate a lot of the things that I do is because it's ever-evolving. And I'm truly just praying about it. I'm reading. I'm trying to educate myself. I'm just, I'm just blazing out there in faith. So 
So I don't mind being that lone wolf where I'm kind of running ahead of the pack. And when you're ahead of the pack, you're going to get more of the headwind. You're going to have some things that go wrong. You're going to have some things that aren't perfect, but you're the innovator. You're the visionary. And that's how you and I even got connected just with the EOS and the model that we were really learning to scale and grow. And so the visionary part, the faith part, and then just being very creative. Like I love kind of thinking outside the box. So if everybody's building houses like this, then I say, well, what kind of house can I build that's different? And that's why we're the only builder doing modern contemporary homes here because, and that's one of our models. We build homes with unique architecture because I don't mm. mind, I don't mind stepping outside the box. And as far as helping these companies grow, I love growing stuff. That's just something I'm passionate about. I just love growing things. I love seeing things be the best version of themselves. And so when I'm being a part of these businesses, like Asset Hero, when I partnered with uh, my partner and his wife, when me and Erica partnered with them, they were around 300000 in revenue. And in, you know, short time period, we got them to right under, you know, 2.5 to 2.7 and right $3 million in revenue. So we 10x the business in a short time. And I think it's the systems, but it's the creativeness and the visionary and the processes that we try to create. Interesting. Well, so God certainly hasn't given you anything you can't you can't handle so far. And I know part of your upbringing helped make you who you are, just like you said, your work ethic. Did you did you uh, or have you realized in your past when you were younger this building and creativity and those traits? Did you did, looking back now? Did you have those as a teenager or even younger? I did. Um, my mom, I was the baby, and she was always hard on me, and I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Um, but now having three kids and myself, you know, you have kids with different gifts and you know what they are. I mean, I love all my children, but they all have different gifts. So obviously she saw something in me at an early age and she pushed me. And so, you know, academically, but I was an entrepreneur at an early age. So one of my first businesses I started was a lawnmower business. And most people you say, oh, well, you're mowing yards in the neighborhood. Well, not me. I had commercial buildings. Actually, I had a dentist office, a family doctor office, a CPA firm. And it was my family doctor that when I was going on a checkup and I was telling my mom about how I want to start a business. And she said, well, stop talking about it and put some action to it. <laughs> and so as we're driving to the city, because we're, you know, we're from the country. So it was 20, 30 minutes to get to the doctor's office, probably longer than that, probably 30, 40 minutes. Um, she said, OK, so when we get here, you're going to pitch to the doctor and tell him why you should be able to handle his landscaping and mow his, mow, mow his you know, the property and the, the commercial building. And when I got in there, I thought she was joking. She's like, all right, go. And literally they brought in all the nurses and everybody that was there. And I had to pitch this <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's those kind of memories that have reminded me why, you know, she pushed me to be that entrepreneurial. So I've, I've always been that person for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. It gives you goosebumps. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all awesome. So tell, tell, share with us, what are some of your biggest challenges that you face um, in your career and starting the business, things like that? Yeah, I would say the hardest part I would tell people is, you know, as is, is, is being an athlete or being successful at one thing, it's just natural to want to go to the next thing or the next category or next career and just think you're automatically going to be successful. Mm. So just being patient with yourself. And I see so many people fall in this graveyard of transition 
whether they're a doctor, a lawyer, a successful entrepreneur, a franchise owner, and they move to another business and they just think that they're just going to be the same success. And so me being an NFL football player, it was hard to not think, well, I just know I'm going to be successful at this. You got to go start over. And a lot of times people aren't willing to start over. So just humbling yourself, being willing to be a part of the process, keeping that grit and making that transition is tough. And that's one of the things that I felt like was the hardest because you don't get the chance to mature and blossom in the shadows because whatever you do next, you already got a magnifying glass on you because people knew you from whatever you were successful at. So it's like, okay, now, you know, like when Kobe transitioned from being Kobe Bryant in the Lakers to being a private equity fund manager, immediately his fund had a magnifying glass on it. People were mm-hmm. putting ridicule towards it. And you don't get that, you don't get that time to transition in the shadows. But mm. at the end of the day, it was a part of the process. Wow. Wow. It's, it, obviously, that's, it's so true, but I hadn't even thought about that. Thanks. That, that's, that makes a lot of sense. What about hidden opportunities or surprises along the way that you might have uh, discovered that, um, that, you know, end up being successes or wins that you, you know, didn't expect? Yeah, I didn't expect that, that as you grow in success and as an entrepreneur, you know, you know, before when you are an athlete, people want an autograph. But that's about as far as it goes, right? It's like, oh, can you sign this for me or whatever? Let me take a photo, right? But they can't really relate to you because the the likelihood of any normal citizen being able to dunk a basketball or do what we do is slim to none. But in business, everybody can relate to what you're doing in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And it's a lot more relatable to them. So it's just afforded me to be able to connect with people on a different level. And I've really enjoyed trying to inspire people. Interesting. How about uh, how about your mentorship? Tell us some of your backgrounds because this leads into people you've mentored and how you continue to be a mentor. I know you've had some great um, some great mentors along the way as well. Tell us about a couple of those and then and then how how meaningful was that to you? And then where you're do, where you're doing that in your life now? Because I know that's a lot about your connections and you know so many people and you're such a giver. Yeah, I would say. I never really had somebody like take my hand and mentor me step by step. What I've done is I've reached out to people and I drew out of them through a lunch or a breakfast or, Hey, can I meet you on the construction site? Hey, do you mind if I, so I've always put myself out there and just like, I'm very consistent with following up with people um, to kind of piece it all together. And that's why no one can figure it out because it's not one person or one model or one book. I really just pieced it together and with the Holy Spirit and just reading and watching and doing, I've, I've kind of created this this recipe and it's with the different ingredients to, to, to have the success that we've had. And, but mm-hmm. the reason I'm very passionate about giving back to people and, and mentoring them because when I would try to reach out to people and say, hey, will you mentor me? They were always too busy. Kind of disinterested or some people even afraid of what I could become. And so they kind of held the answers close to the vest. So it, once again, it's a part of my story. It's the reason why like, I'm okay with the lone wolf mentality because I'm like, okay, well, then I understand how, you know, I remember when I first got back to college station, I was the face of Texas and football when I graduated, it was like, 
Vincent Young, Cedric Vincent for Texas, and Derek Johnson. It was like me and Reggie McNeil at A&M. And I, you know, I came back a year later thinking, people know my name. They know what I stand for. They know the kind of guy I am. And I would call so many people looking for opportunities and looking to shadow them. And I couldn't get people to call me back. And then mm. as I became more successful, then those calls started coming back. And so it was a part of it. Yeah. Well, and that's why I asked the question, actually, is I want people to know it was your hard work. It's not just because you made a name for yourself. You still had to go out and ask um, for, for support or time from people. And then the other thing is I know about you is you actually did take notes and work really hard with everything that you did pick up from people, right? Um, oh, so for you, sure. it's not like it's not like you waited for anybody to point in the right direction. You created your own path. I had to because I tried that route of calling people and saying, hey, you know, you mind if I drive to Dallas? You mind if I come to Houston? Hey, do you have any opportunities at your firm? And the first thing everybody would say is you got to go get some experience. Well, it's pretty obvious what I was doing the last five years. I was playing football for Texas A&M. We couldn't do internships. We couldn't get jobs in the summer. And then I was in the mm-hmm. NFL. So I got it. The only way I'm going to get, you know, some experience is if you give me an opportunity. You know, I just got tired of waiting around. I just created my own opportunity. Um, and so that's why I'm passionate about helping other people who may be caught in transition or don't really know what next step to take because I know what it feels like to kind of be in limbo. And um, But it's a, part, it's, a, it's a part of it, and it, 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 it needed to happen that way. Yeah, I, I agree. It may, certainly made, made you who you are. So, um, share with us some of your proudest achievements. I know you're a very humble guy. You're, you're a man of faith and great character. Uh, share, share with us anyway some of your proudest achievements. Yeah, I would say, you know, I would say that the probably the, the first one would be that God chose me to be His son. Mm. You know, we didn't choose Him; He chose us, and I've mm-hmm. had. Act that probably would have broke the normal person or made them give up, but because of that relationship with Christ, I just you just get back on the horse and just how many times you get knocked off, you just get on the horse. So he chose me, I didn't choose him, and so having that relationship with my Father in Heaven is probably the best thing that I've done. And just always being bold in my faith. I'm I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace, as we all are. But I've never, mm-hmm. I've never not been bold in my faith. And being bold meaning that I'm not forcing it down someone's throat, but I'm also not going to hide my relationship with Christ either. I'm just going to be me. And I've always been that for a long time. Anybody who knows me in middle school, high school, like, like I said, once again, to mean I was perfect. It just means that I was very out front with who I was and my relationship. So that would be my first thing. Uh, even every time I caught a ball at Kyle Field or on TV, people would always say, who are you pointing to? And I would say I'm pointing to my father in heaven because I know without him, this would not be possible. And so mm. I've always, always taken pride in that. And then I'd say my kids, my three babies, I'm, I'm very proud of them. I love my kids. I'm so excited to see what their life becomes and who they are today. It's one of the best things I've ever done. And then my wife, my relationship with my wife. Um, so that would probably be my three um, things I'm most proud of. And then the last thing I'd say is that I want to inspire everybody. No matter where you start, it doesn't matter. It's where you're going. And so never lose hope. No matter your age, there's always a new day. And just keep pushing and keep dreaming because 
man, when I was able to get dreams back in my mind again, I started living again. Mm-hmm. So that's man, that that be what I that that be what I'm proud of. The stats and the businesses and the football stats, those are all cool. They really are. But I would tell you, if you ask me what's my top three, it'd be, it'd be that. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I know we have, we're completely different uh, backgrounds and walks of life, but at the same token, I know you know my dad died before I was born. And I've always said I have the father that counts. And uh, without him, I don't know how to made it this far, but besides all the things that I have done, he never gives us anything we can't handle for sure. <laughs> no, and you're, so. and you're lady i've always told you that you're a special lady you you are an amazing 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 you're so sweet thank you for your kind words uh terrence you're awesome um well so i want to switch gears and ask you um knowing what where you are in life now and all the different things you have going on um tell us how many companies do you actually have now and um, what does your ideal day look like so we have 20 companies that we own are, are are a part of and that number is growing um they're all kind of around real estate and my ideal day is i don't have an alarm clock for so many years of my life as an athlete i had an alarm wake me up and once i retired i said i'm never doing that again i, I hate it and so now i get up between 5 a.m and 6 30 depending on however I naturally wake up. Some days I'm up at 4.45 and I just let the, I let the day wake me up. I let, I let, I just kind of let it happen naturally. And then I just get up and in the morning before my day gets crazy, I just, I love doing research. So I usually get on my phone, which most people say don't get on your phone, but I get on my phone and I research and get that time. But before I even do that, the first thing I do is put my feet on the ground. I rub them on the ground, I use my arms, and I just say, God, thank you for letting me use my feet. Thank you for letting me use my hands. Thank you for letting me use my arms. And I have some time with God before I even hit the floor because I know what it feels like to not be able to use those things. I've, I've been there, and I've had that experience. So I, I start there. And then mm-hmm. I get up and spend time with Erica, the kids, and and then try to go get me a little workout in. Uh, Erica has me drinking Zija, which is like a, a multivitamin drink in the mornings. And I try to do my hardest thing before 12 o'clock. Anything that's an arduous task, whether it's a a big decision I got to make, a lead gen that I got to do, a big project I'm working on, I try to get all that done by 12, 12 o'clock. I have lunches. I love having lunches with people. And then in the evening, I try to free that up to go out to my ranch, work the cows, work on my hay ranch, and um, just kind of leave it free to check on the different projects. And then as things come up, I, I deal with it during the day. Nice, nice. I love how you naturally wake up, and I love your uh, testament to you're not going to do that again and live by the alarm clock. So good for you. Um, tell, tell us, share with us, what do you do for professional development and continue to learn and grow? I know you you read lots of books and you're always doing research and learning. How do you continue to be a great leader and a great manager? And furthermore, continue to be a great leader in the family too. It's one of my biggest struggles that I've learned that I'm balancing as I get older. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, you know, later thirties now and like I'm doing a better job. And it sounds crazy. Like, you know, we have this glorified culture around working 80 hours a week and grinding and no days off and not carry that mentality as an athlete and as an entrepreneur. But what I've learned is this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
And if I burn out, I hurt a lot of people. And mm. so I just say now, okay, what can I do? And so now that's where I go out to my ranch. I get on my four-wheeler. I get some cues, and I just go out and feed my cows. And it's just me, the wind blowing in the grass, and the cows. And it's I love doing that. Um, and so I'm really trying to create these moments where I have moments of clarity, where I'm uninterrupted. Because, you know, as you grow in stature or success or business, there's always the next deal. There's always the next problem. There's always the next business. There's always the next opportunity. And you just got to create some space. And that's what I'm really working hard on right now. So that will probably be my thing. I've actually even pulled back on reading books like I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to create more moments of clarity where I can just get away and be be still. So that's probably the number one thing I'm working on right now. Awesome. Well, you remind me of Dan Sullivan, who owns Strategic Coach. Um, you're probably familiar with. Um, he trademarks the term clarity break, and that's exactly you're you're doing it. That's exactly what he says to do. Whether you're walking on the beach by yourself or whether you're running, you can't take more information in. So you can't be listening to a podcast or or a book, but it's time away by yourself, whether that's walking around the block um, or whether that's, um, you know, out feeding the cows and, 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 and working with hay to really get clarity so that you can recharge, refocus and come back more innovative. And uh, I think you're absolutely walking the talk there. I'm trying. It's, it's, it's something that I have to work really hard on. But as I time block it and put it in my calendar, it, it, you know, it, it helps me. Uh, well, good for you. I, I'm glad you have the space to do it there, too. So what do you wish you had known before you started out being an entrepreneur? Um, as an entrepreneur, what I wish I would have known, I would say that it's okay to be you. Um, hmm. I always, this is, an, I'm real big on acronyms. I'm real big on mottos. I'm real big on sayings because I repeat it enough in my mind. I don't do affirmations, but I love quotes and stuff because if I repeat it enough, just like scripture, it's going to be inserted in me. But I would mm-hmm. say, I say, be you because everybody else is already taken. And mm. a lot of times, because I grew up as the kid with humble beginnings and no dad around, and I was always catching rise to games. I was, I'm okay with it. I've come to, I've come to live in that space, and I actually prefer being. That. So. When people see, oh, uh, man, I heard you, your company did this, and they think I'm going to show up in a suit and tie with my you know, face completely shaved, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's just not me. And so I just learned to be me. And if I show up with blue, with blue jeans on and boots and a, a golf shirt, then cool. Like, I just want to be comfortable and be me. I don't really let people put labels and, and, uh, and, and put these expectations on me at this point. Nice. Nice advice uh, as well. And so if you could write a book, what would your book be about? I know you're a huge inspiration to others and certainly your family and your leadership there too. But what could, what would you write a book about if you could write one book? I've actually got a book almost done that I've been writing. And so I got a couple companies that I'm talking to to print it. Um, but the book, so the, the book would be more about transition. Uh, because we all have to transition at some point in our life, you know, whether we transition from being single to being married, from being married to being divorced, from being in this career to that career, from being, you know, newlyweds to being parents, parents to grandparents. Like there's always a transition and there's there's some points of success that I've learned on how to transition. Uh, 
And that's something that I'm passionate about and uh, being okay with transition. Yeah, I can't wait to read it myself. How far along are you? When, when do you think it'll be out? Um, it's probably a 2022 project for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't wait to buy your first copy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to see you find one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to read it. So, um, yeah, it just goes along with your heart and your inspiration who you are as a, as a person. Uh, so, Terrence, I know that a lot of people are going to get a lot of stuff from it. I can't wait to, wait to hear and learn more about it. So, um, another question I want to ask you, what would you share that I didn't ask for anybody, whether they're a business owner, thinking about starting a business, um, or, you know, just getting out of business? Just any words of wisdom that you'd like to share? Yeah, if you have this vision, this dream to go after something, take action. Take action. Don't don't live your life in fear because fear on the other side of fear is so much opportunity. Um, and you'd be surprised, man. You will you will probably surprise yourself if you just take action. And so just take action. Believe in yourself. Go for it. Dream big and be OK with being you. Nice. Nice. Well said. Well said. You're amazing. And I already knew that, of course, but now a lot more other people know. It also helped a lot of people get to know who you are as parents, um, a, a father, right? A Christian leader um, like in the community. And besides being an incredibly successful business owner and business leader, um, thank you so much for being on the call today. Hey, congratulations on your success so far and all the best uh, personally and professionally. Thank you for your friendship. Thanks for everything. And just thank you for all that you did for me and my wife and Amber and our team. And we'll stay in touch for sure. That sounds great. Good luck to you. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Talk Bye -bye. to you soon. Thanks for having me on the show. And there we have it. Another great episode on the Christine Spray Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes at christinespray.com. And you can find out more about how we can be a resource to you at strategiccatalystinc.com. All the best in your continued success until the next time we talk.